0: Hi, I'm Jason Pritchard and welcome to the EVTOR Insights podcast, a brilliant show featuring guests from companies in the EVTOR aircraft and urban air mobility markets. Throughout each episode, we'll be finding out about their exciting projects, which will help revolutionise the way we travel in future and get their insights into the current state of the industry. In this episode, I'm joined by David Robler, VP of Business Development at EVE Urban Air Mobility Solutions. Prior to joining EVE, David served as Business Development Director for Embraer X and is the project leader of the Urban Air Traffic Management Initiative. His 18 plus years of experience as a commercial fixed wing and helicopter pilot bring practical experience to EVE's partnerships and engagements. He holds an MA from the University of Connecticut and an MIB from the Fletcher School Tufts University in Massachusetts. David, thank you so much for joining us on the Toll Insights podcast.
1: It's a pleasure to be here, Jason. Thanks so much for having me.
0: EVE launched back in October 2020 as the first spin off from EmbraerX. How important, though, was EmbraerX's work with Uber Elevate as EVE looks to help accelerate this UAM revolution?
1: EmbraerX, from the beginning, has always taken a very strong partnership approach. And our work with Uber Elevate, is, as well as many other companies, has always been a part of that strategy to make sure that we can identify the most competent and the most trusted brands and players with whom which we can bring our services and products to market. Organizations like Uber and Uber Elevate have done a tremendous job at catalyzing the industry to make people excited about it, but also to make sure that there's a certain amount of understanding and education material that is put forth so the market can really understand what is the value behind electrified vertical takeoff and landing aircraft or hybrid vertical takeoff and landing aircraft? What does it seek to do? What are the community benefits of it? And these organizations have been very helpful to get that conversation started. And so now that we're three or four plus years from that original catalyst where the industry really starts to get excited about it. Our partnerships have grown. The industry has continued to develop and mature itself. And so while the business landscape may may always be changing, and that is certainly the nature of any industry, um, whether it's urban air mobility focused or anything else, our strategy as a company remains the same is, is to find partners all around the world with whom we can work with and collaborate with to make sure that we're bringing the safest the most reliable products to
0: market. Eve has taken a holistic approach to progress in the UAM ecosystem with an advanced electric vertical takeoff and landing project, a comprehensive global services and support network, and unique air traffic management solution. Are you able to provide an outlook of what Eve's service could look like when it's fully operational? Absolutely.
1: So Eve is 100% committed to being an ecosystem partner for the entire urban air mobility industry. So by that, I mean we're not just focusing on one product or service like you just mentioned, but we're really focused on making sure that we can be a trusted partner for multiple types of services and products throughout the entire value chain of of the urban air mobility ecosystem. And so as we are developing that suite of services that you just suggested, our aim and our our goal is that we are a country operator and really vehicle agnostic when it comes to services and support or urban air traffic management solution, for example, in our vehicle, of course, will be country and operator agnostic so that we can make sure that as many people and as many countries and as many operators can interact with our services as possible. We wanna make sure it's a flexible offering and that it's really designed to cater to the community benefit need in each country and even in each city that we seek to support. Different products, of course, may be available sooner rather than later So as you know, Embraer has a 50 plus year tradition of aircraft manufacturing excellence. And we plan on incorporating that heritage of safety and reliability into EVE by establishing a lot of partnerships with our sister company Embraer to make sure that we can still be endowed with that same level of intellectual horsepower and engineering resources. And with that in mind, we have an existing network of service and support centers around the world that EVE will be tapping into to help support not only our vehicles, but also a lot of our partners and and different operators around the globe that can use our our service and support centers in all the major cities that we anticipate urban air mobility will be operating, or at least very close by. We are currently working on maturing the urban air traffic management concept with a complete air traffic control technology portfolio that is already operational in countries like Brazil, where Embraer software and technology is currently being used to manage over 22 million square kilometers of airspace alone. Uh, And it also goes into making sure that Sao Paulo, the world's largest air taxi market, can continue to be a successful city as it hosts upwards of 1,300 air taxi operations every single day. And so we're also incorporating a lot of that know-how and knowledge into EAS product and services roadmap. What I think really sets us apart from our peers and positions us nicely to be a trusted partner for, for both industry, and regulators alike is the fact that we're incorporating a lot of this trusted product and service history that Ember has been able to to share with the market for years into EVE. And so we're very proud of what we've been able to do and what we plan on doing in the future.
0: What impact do you think EVE can bring to its partners, both now and in future? It has worked with Air Services Australia on its recent CONOPS and more recently announced a consortium with the UK Civil Aviation Authority to look at the idea of using EV tolls in London.
1: Thanks, Jason. So while we are developing our eVTOL aircraft, as well as our urban air traffic management technology, we think it's very important to make sure that before this market really starts to become commercially operational, that we start to work with industry stakeholders, regulators, air navigation service providers, as well as city and regional governments and even airport authorities to make sure that we understand what will this ecosystem look like and how can Eve partner to demonstrate that we can create a more scalable operating environment so that urban air mobility really does have a chance to scale organically and naturally. And so the approach that Eve has been taking is, is one that we have found so far to be very successful. And that is to make sure that the way that we partner and who we partner creates the most value for those that we hope to to influence and to partner with as the urban air mobility journey continues to snowball and become larger and larger. So our first effort at partnering to be able to demonstrate what this future could look like in the enabling technologies was done with Embraer's system integrator and air traffic control uh, software company, Atec, together with L3Harris, where we produced our initial vision of, of what this future ought to look like, and that was through our white paper flight plan 2030. Since then, we continue to update our thoughts And as you just mentioned, uh, we were very proud to establish a partnership with Air Services Australia, where we co-created a brand new approach to visualizing how this industry could evolve, starting with Horizon One, which takes advantage of today's existing procedures and existing technology that supports an already vibrant air taxi industry, but one that could scale over time as demand increases. How can we still make sure that we can extract the most value out of our operating environment? our airspace so that it can accommodate more flights as well as more aircraft. Our CONOPS with Air Services Australia was, I believe, the first of its kind that also included truly quantitative analysis and and results through both our fast time and real-time simulation data, as well as the collision and risk avoidance analysis that really pointed to the impact the urban air traffic management uh, procedures had on the operating environment and through through those human in the loop simulations, for example, we were really able to see um, how much we were able to move the needle in that environment. So as we continue to build upon these these concepts and we continue to mature our vision, we are now taking that to the United Kingdom uh, in collaboration with the UK regulator, the Civil Aviation Authority, and a team of eight world-class urban air mobility organizations that include airport authorities, uh, infrastructure companies and EV toll manufacturers, we are working on right now creating um, what that airport shuttle use case could look like in the UK with a focus on London as an example. So we're very excited to be using the, the breadth and depth of the knowledge that our partners have in the UK. Uh, and you can learn more about this at ukairmobility.com, for example where we are taking all of that knowledge and informing how that use case for eVTOL aircraft can be most successful by connecting London City Airport with London Heathrow. And so as we continue to invest in these market development activities, our partnerships are proving to to be very informative for the regulators and the stakeholders that we wanna work with so that we can make informed decisions about how to best prepare for this exciting industry with the results of the projects that, that we're working on.
0: Are you able to talk to us a bit more about EVE's toll aircraft? Is there any more details that you might be able to give our listeners about how developments are coming along and your planned timeline?
1: So uh, we've made so far a tremendous amount of progress in the development of our vehicle, especially within the last year. We've spent a lot of time focusing on our design drivers, for example, which have included a tremendous amount of research, passenger studies, and community outreach that has really helped us prioritize the design and the vision for for how the eVTOL should be designed to support the the types of missions that we think urban air mobility would, would be focusing on. Again, it's really important to make sure that the way that these aircraft are designed are not only to ensure maximum efficiency for the operator, but also, and perhaps even more importantly, to be able to support the community benefit that we anticipate urban air mobility will be offering to the communities that we hope to partner with. So as you can see from the video that's currently on Eve's website, for example, we've learned a lot about the control laws of our design through the simulator work that we've done that's posted as well as through our scaled model, which has had a lot of successful flights in 2020. Uh, Our attention is now focused on the full-scale prototype that that will continue to to demonstrate all of the design drivers that we have been excited to develop for the aircraft so that we can provide, again, a very efficient operation for both our customers and our partners. Our vehicle itself is, is a four plus one passenger plus pilot configuration, meaning that we'll have four seats for passengers and one seat for the pilot. It's important to note that While the first version of EVE's eVTOL will be piloted, it is designed to be autonomous ready. And so when that decision is made for transitioning the aircraft from a pilot aircraft to an autonomous aircraft, when that decision is made, it will really be a country by country decision based on how that country's regulator has, has created the safety case that demonstrates that it's safe to do so but we are ready and prepared for that future that is coming very quickly. We're very ready to to partner to make sure that that safety case can be done in the best way possible so that we can continue to maintain the trust that Embraer and EVE has with the market. We have a very unique configuration for our aircraft. So it's a lift plus cruise configuration, meaning that we'll have multiple rotors that will lift the aircraft to its desired operational altitude, where pusher props in the rear of our aircraft will take over and propel the aircraft forward. Uh, We think our wing design will be among the the, the safest and quietest, if not hopefully the most, for our passengers so that we can use that wing design to not only minimize noise, but also to have the greatest impact on the safety case. So no matter what, we, we still have a lot of energy management capability that we're able to harness through that wing design. And I think that in general, as as we look towards those community benefit areas that we we recently spoke about, Eve is very excited to be supporting a whole host of them. But we think that the initial use cases that will we'll gravitate the most towards the communities that we hope to partner with are the commuter use case, the
0: airport shuttle use case, and tourism. Thanks ever so much for that, David. And I really appreciate the detail about the aircraft. In terms of a, a planned roadmap, do you have an estimation of when you're likely to be operational with this EVTOL aircraft?
1: We certainly are looking towards having a very aggressive timeline within the next, let, let's say, few years. We're, we're not commenting exactly when yet, because we want to make sure that the design drivers that we're working on continue to validate themselves before we move on to Uh, our full-scale production aircraft, but suffice it to say that we feel comfortable that we'll be on track to to have a vehicle ready for when this industry really starts to pick up steam and and all the reliability and the safety that the public should expect from, from a trusted name like EVE and partner company Embraer. We will be making sure that all of that can be incorporated into the aircraft. In, in the very first version going
0: forward. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much for that, David. And I just wanted to just go back to our um, the work that Eve is doing with UK Civil Aviation Authority. There's some big names in the consortium, um, it's including Heathrow Airport, it's one of the biggest airports in the world. How important do you think it will be with working with transport hubs such as them to sort of, as you say, to integrate it into other forms of transportation systems, but also just to showcase, as you said, the benefits to the public of what this new age of aviation can do for them in terms of saving time time and, and things like that. Our
1: work with the UK Civil Aviation Authority, as well as all the partners that we've amassed in, in the team that we're leading in the UK, really has has two ultimate deliverables that we're hoping to share with the market. One is how we can answer some of the regulatory questions in, in this vehicle conop. Uh, to make sure that we can create the types of procedures that will allow eVTOL aircraft to fly as direct as possible from London City to London Heathrow, which today there is no real procedure or or regulatory framework to allow for that. And so that's the first challenge and and the first opportunity that we have to make a real impact on the environment. And the second is uh, a community benefits analysis for how Investing in urban air mobility truly is in the best interest of the United Kingdom and for early adopter cities like London. And so a tremendous amount of work is being done to make sure that how we learn how to best partner with the UK to understand the types of initiatives that are currently being supported is, is very important to this project so that we can make sure that the work that we're doing is relevant to, to the everyday citizen that could perhaps one day become a passenger on on our aircraft. For our partner aircraft. There are great organizations that we're partnering with, including Volocopter and others in the UK, where we are very excited about their ability to share their local knowledge and expertise. The UK aerospace industry is actually really picking up steam, and and we're very excited to see all the great work that has been done there, including how much investment has been made locally, not only by um, aircraft manufacturers. Uh, but also by the local regulator to create opportunities like the innovation sandbox that Eve is currently partnered to in the UK. That is the first real opportunity, Jason, where where we hope to be making that that investment. And when we think particularly about vertical aerospace, so the Bristol-based EVTOL manufacturer, I'm, I'm very excited that we've been able to partner with them because having a local partner that understands the current needs and as well as the current barriers of bringing urban air mobility to fruition in London and the UK. I think it will, will be important for us to make sure that the way that we hope to educate the market about what this can do is is very well coupled with the community need and the community priorities so that we're very much aligned as this project continues to grow.
0: Great, thanks for that, David. And I completely agree. You know, they'll have the likes of Eve Volocopter, Vertical Aerospace, two, you know, three real key players in this, in this space. is going to be really exciting going forward, so very much looking forward to hearing more of this project again when it becomes available as well. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts as well on another crucial aspect of the the ecosystem, and that's, that's landing infrastructure. Are you able to give your thoughts on the infrastructure side of the ecosystem?
1: Absolutely. As a helicopter pilot myself, as well as a, a fixed-wing pilot like you kindly noted uh, at the beginning of our podcast, uh, I've had the opportunity to, to really pressure test how well community airports, at least in the Boston region, um, as well as in Florida and California and, and Texas, as an example, can support existing urban air mobility operations as well as future urban air mobility operations. And I think London and the UK is really no different. We we can start with the existing capacity that we have with community airports and, and then larger airports regional airports and international airports to be able to depend on that existing capacity to start the industry. However, of course, as we continue to grow, the viability and feasibility of an urban air mobility operation at scale will, of course, depend on more capacity being available. After all, all the aircraft that will be flying will need a place to land to to disembark passengers and, and board new ones so that we can really serve the demand that we anticipate this industry will have. And so, again, we're very excited to be partnering with Skyports, for example, which has done a tremendous amount of work in both the drone space as well as in the piloted passenger carrying vehicle space with a lot of their prototype work and and their knowledge and expertise that they've been able to contribute to our work, not only in Australia with with our concept of operations with their services, but also in our work in the UK and in other projects to be announced soon. So I, I think that we will absolutely need partners like Skyports and and other engineering, procurement, and, and construction firms that may have an interest in entering the space to be able to help us think about, number one, how can we take advantage of the existing network that exists and and perhaps bring the electrical grid over to those existing airports so that we can make sure that the tolls have a dependable and reliable source of, of electricity to be able to charge and recharge. But then as we think about scaling the industry beyond the existing capacity that's available, how do we look at brownfield and greenfield opportunities? So by brownfield, I mean, how do we think about repurposing or recycling some existing infrastructure that already exists and allocating it for eVTOL landing and takeoff infrastructure use, like, for example, parking garages, hotel rooftops, mall parking lots, or, or mall rooftops. And then greenfield projects, so brand new opportunities that exist to to create new capacity in areas or land that has not yet been developed, but the local community believes that that land would be best put to use in order to create these types of vertiports or, or landing infrastructure. And so all of this really, Jason, must be done with a broad spectrum of community stakeholders to make sure that not only is the infrastructure there, but do we have the right types of telecommunication companies that can provide the right types of service at the altitude that we'll be flying at, at the speed that we'll be flying at, in order to be able to sustain that signal so that we can have Vehicle to vehicle communication so that we can have vehicle to ground communication so that we can make sure that we're partnering with the communities and not annoying them or or, or creating undue stress. And so there's a tremendous amount of work that that needs to be done. And our hope is that by investing in these early market development uh, and market research activities like what we're doing in the UK, for example, we can identify what those levers are and what those opportunities are to continue to expand the scope of partnership. So that we can really make sure that when it's time to build this ecosystem, all the partners are, are ready and willing to be able to contribute their respective knowledge.
0: You mentioned about partnerships and a lot of um, the guest speakers who we've had on these podcasts before I said it's all about collaboration and not competition. Would you be looking to partner with other companies in this ecosystem as you start to gather pace with your own services?
1: Absolutely. 100 percent, especially in this pre-competitive phase where we don't yet have at least at scale, commercial operations that are that are looking for market and, and making sure that we can create a viable network of our own. Right now, the best thing that, that industry can do is to do what it has already been doing, which is to collaborate with each other, to find areas that are complementary to one another, so that together, through teams and, and through consortiums, like the type that Eve is leading in the UK, we're bringing more of a a mutually exclusive but collectively exhaustive approach to developing a market. And so EVE will continue to embrace that approach. I think it's worked well for the, the, the opportunities that we've been proud to partner with. And, and as we seek to build new markets and EVE acts as that ecosystem integrator, we will continue to partner with other eVTOL manufacturers, other service and technology providers in order to make sure that the way in which we are planning to unveil the future value and the future operational structure of urban air mobility can be done with with the best minds and the best knowledge and expertise at, at everyone's disposal.
0: Great. Thanks for that, David. Um, just leads me into sort of the, the final few questions, really. Are you able to tell our listeners a bit more about what EVE has got planned for the rest of this year?
1: So our, our plans for the rest of this year, of course, are to continue to make progress with our vehicle design and and to continue to learn more, to collect as much data as we can about the flights that that we have scheduled and updated videos regarding the progress of our vehicle will continuously be posted on EVE's website, EVE Air Mobility. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to continue to expand um, our service and support our relationships and partnerships. So while we are currently working on on building and and developing our eVTOL and urban air traffic management technology, we do have service and support capability right now today that, can we, that we can start to leverage for existing air taxi operators and operations, as well as those that are planned for the future. And, and again, that's, that's, I think, one of the many ways that EVE distinguishes itself from, from our peers, is that we have a tremendous amount of install base for service and support, infrastructure and capability, engineering, horsepower, that already exists, that has been supporting conventional aviation operations for many, many years And so as we continue to build that network out to understand with whom we can collaborate to make sure that urban air mobility's ability to to establish itself, but also to support the commitments that the entire industry is making, is something that as an ecosystem partner, EVE will be there to be able to support from, from a services and support perspective from day one. I think you should also expect to see additional collaborations Uh, regarding Eve's work that is akin to the type of work that we've done in the UK and other regions of the world, where we are identifying those areas that are early adopters and are excited to start investing in urban air mobility so that together we can offer as much as we can with the expertise that we've collected from not only being Uh, an aircraft manufacturer, but also that air traffic control technology excellence that we've been demonstrating in in cities like Sao Paulo, again, which is the world's largest air taxi market. So there's a lot, of course, that we have planned and the rest of industry has planned for 2021. I think uh, the Vertical Flight Society and and many other organizations can look forward to this industry moving full steam ahead. And I have to tell you, Jason, and to our listeners, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed by the resilience and determination that this industry has had in spite of the challenges that the last year has posed to continue to accomplish so much. And, and I think that's that's a true testament to, to the future resilience and determination that this industry will have. Uh, even in the most challenging of times we've been able to, to do so much. I'm, I'm very encouraged and inspired by all the great things that we will do as soon as the market continues to recover, we, we, we put COVID behind us and we really start to make um, additional traction in the coming months and year. So I think we can all look forward to a lot of great things being announced. And I'm very grateful, Jason, for the opportunity to be discussing all of these things
0: with you. David, I can't thank you enough for your time talking to me about all the things happening at EVE. Keep well, and we'd certainly look forward to hearing more about uh, the work that EVE's doing. And, and certainly, let's continue the conversation.
1: That sounds great. Thank you so much, Jason
0: thanks so much for listening if you'd like to be featured in one of our podcasts or there's something you feel we should be talking about then please send me an email at editorial at evtolinsights.com we'll be back soon with another episode so look out for it on whichever podcast platform you use goodbye